Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. 97.1 FM Talk Podcast. Hey, welcome into the Mark Cox Morning Show. Happy uh, you could be with us on this 29th day of January. And again, uh, there's never a dull moment. Uh, we got lots to get to for you uh, this morning. And uh, first of all, congratulations to all of the Kansas City Chiefs fans out there. Um, I, I watched a little bit of the game yesterday. I was thrilled that they hung on and won that game. Again, the defense probably saved it for him, but Mahomes and Kelsey were were good too. I feel so bad for the Detroit Lions fans. Yeah. I mean, Lions starts with an L for a reason. That clearly, <laughs> that uh, that team is cursed. You know what makes me sad though? What I am, am picturing now from that whole game is the yeah. pictures of Eminem that are circulating <laughs> all over social media. I haven't seen that. Him flipping the the fans off. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh man. That was rough. I, I felt I I didn't watch hardly any of that game, but I tuned in just before halftime, and the Lions were seemed to be dominating the game. And Up I'm like, seventeen. Yeah, this is great. Uh, I, I kind of I was rooting for them. I'm rooting for the underdog. I'm like, I would like to see the Lions win. And then I didn't check it again until the game was either over or just about over. Uh, yeah, because the Detroit was driving and they were down by 10 points. And clearly they scored because it was only a three-point game at the end. But, wow. Yeah, 34 <laughs> to 31. They're going to be Lions fans ready to jump off a tall building somewhere. Okay. At least it was an exciting game, though. What happened to your face? Uh, nothing. Is it, does it look bad this morning, Carl? No, you look like five years younger. My chin feels a little cold. I did notice that when I stepped outside this morning. I, I, I shaved. They're they're giving me grief because I no, shaved off good. the little goatee and mustache. That, uh, you know, uh, Kim says to me uh, recently, I, I've only ever known you with a mustache and a goatee. And I'm like, you know, I was on TV here for 20 years and never had enough time off to grow a mustache. So I never had one until mm-hmm. I got into radio a couple years ago. I finally I grew one. Um, but I, I've. It's been an adjustment for me to get used to having one. Isn't that a good feeling, though, knowing you can do that and you're yeah. not going to be given grief about it? Absolutely. Aside, maybe aside from us. Aside <laughs> from Carl, what happened to your face? That's no, like, I mean, I grew I my hair out that. when I left TV because I, I looked young. And so I always had my hair shorter when I was in TV. I think it just looked more professional. And I love just being able to throw on a baseball cap and wear my hair long. Can, and it's great. Can, can I admit something that now in hindsight is is rather embarrassing? When, when I was probably 30 years old, I wanted desperately to be a news anchor, but I felt like I needed to look older or more mature, and I toyed with the idea of adding a little bit of gray to the to like to just to my sideburns to the just so I'd look a little older. Yeah, like go into the hair. Yeah, I did. I honestly gray put in considered that. Did never did do it, but and now I'm looking at myself going. All I had to do was wait a few years. <laughs> I, you know how many people probably do that, anchors, and you, I don't you know. just don't know it. You got to you got to wonder. Um, I'm looking at some of them on there, thinking there is no way that your hair does not have more gray in it than that. So you know they're touching it up. 
Oh, 100%. The ones that are uh, closer to uh, to my age now. I mean, they already have to go buy makeup. You might as well go get some some uh, color put in your hair. You might as well. as well go all in. Go go have a good time. Go go to the uh, go to the salon and and get it done. All right, we got uh, Hans von Spakovsky coming up a little later. Can't wait! To, I, I love that we have him on here regularly, anyway. But uh, he is a legal expert, and this standoff continues at, at, in the Texas uh, uh, state park down there, where the Biden administration is basically threatened to go in. Dan Patrick, the lieutenant governor, has been out uh, speaking on it. I've got some sound with him for you this morning, but I'm anxious to hear what Hans thinks about it from a constitutional perspective. Uh, How solid is the ground that Joe Biden walks on here when he says that he, you know, it's it's federal authority and the states don't have a right to protect themselves? I I don't know. We'll uh, we'll get his thoughts on that for you uh, coming up here uh, shortly. I promise you that we will uh, we'll get to all of that for you. Uh, and we've got uh, Nick Schroer on a little later. Of course, one of the state senators in the Missouri Freedom Caucus, they're having a big rally uh, tomorrow to support the Freedom Caucus in Jeff City. I don't know if you're planning on going or not. It's at 11 o'clock in the rotunda of the of the building down in Jeff City. I am toying with the idea of going down there because I'd like to see uh, how many people show up. Uh, so that's happening uh, tomorrow. A little later, we'll get Nick, uh, Tom Ackerman on to uh, to talk a little bit more about uh, the the football games, maybe the Super Bowl, a little bit of college basketball, uh, all that. A little bit of blues because I understand they they won this weekend and they're kind of climbing up in the ranks they a little bit, have right, Carl? A five game winning streak. Four uh, I or know. Five? I know. That's that's just uh, the timing is good for the Blues right now. We'll get to all of that coming up right after the short list, please. The Mark Cox Short List. I mean, here's a guy who lost the election, Trump, and tried to wreck the country. He's lighting democracy on fire. He's making democracy a partisan issue. Why, why will Gavin Newsom not go away? Has anybody asked themselves that question? Why is the guy hanging around on the periphery uh, like, I don't know, like a, a thief waiting for somebody to drop their wallet? And, you know, I hate to tell you this about NATO. If we ever needed their help, let's say we were attacked, I don't believe they'd be there. Yeah, President Trump uh, talking about what's going on in the Middle East. Uh, wow. Are we, are we going to get in a shooting war with Iran here soon? It's a, a fair question this morning. I guarantee you, I guarantee you, we're going to end fossil fuel, and I am not going to So Joe Biden has not been shy about that point. He wants to stop drilling. He wants to stop digging for coal. He wants to stop all of it. Uh, but his energy secretary claims she's never heard him say that. It would be so much easier for me to go back to being a nurse every single day, working as a nurse, which I love. But that's not where my calling is right now. Man, can I just tell you that I I would I woke up in a I'd wake up in a cold sweat if I had a nightmare that Corey Bush walked into my my room at the hospital and was my nurse. Because I think that would be the end of it right there. Would you be Don't more you? worried if Corey Bush was your nurse or if Kim Gardner was your nurse? <sighs> that is a toss-up. That really is a toss-up. I think I might be I might be more worried if Kim Gardner walked into my room. I would agree. Be- because Cor- Corey Bush is dangerous in a lot of ways. Uh, she just, just spouts off the nonsense of the left. Uh, she's not gotten anything accomplished at all. Uh, Kim Gardner effectively single-handedly 
destroyed criminal prosecution in the city of St. Louis. Here's the thing. If you have Corey Bush as your nurse, you just say, look, I identify as someone as a part of the trans community <laughs> and you are going to get stellar treatment. You might. That that could happen. That, that's a good approach. You would have to choose your words carefully mm-hmm. if either one of them walked into the room. If you if Kim if uh, Kim Gardner walked in, you just said I identify as a criminal, she'd take very good care of you. <laughs> I mean, same thing. Think about that. What what a uh, would you rather? <laughs> would Bo- you, both yeah, would, would be you? awful scenarios. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. I I I just I can just hear this. It's time to take your temperature, but all the regular thermometers are broken. So uh lift your legs to, up. We're gonna have to do this the old fashioned way. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> no, no, my my no, poor son you. has a oh gosh, he has like a 102 degree fever. Oh, he was so sick yesterday. Sorry to hear that. And I did I had to do that. We did that thermometer. Mm-hmm. Man. Supposed to be the most accurate, right? I, it, for the well, ones? that's why we did it because we were taking the temperature on his forehead and it was all over the place. And it, he was like burning up and it said like 98. I'm like, there is absolutely no chance. I mean, not only, he's not even like recognizable. My son is so happy just running around all the time. I mean, crawling around, I should say. I mean, the poor boy just wanted cuddles all day yesterday. Mm. He's got a lot going on. But yeah. And then once we took that type of temperature with that thermometer, 102. You know, wow. Yeah. Well, I hope he, I hope he feels better. Hope he feels better soon. As long as uh, Kim Gardner and Corey Bush aren't his nurse, whoo, I'm good. Man alive. Uh, I don't know. I guess I guess that's what Kim's doing these days. I don't, I don't know where. Hmm. At least she's not running for office again that we know of. But Corey Bush is. She's running for re-election. Want you to know that. And um, I got to wonder what the odds are of her getting re-elected. I, I'd say they're better than even that she gets re-elected. Uh, in that district. It's it's very possible. Uh, maybe Wesley Bell pulls off a shocker here. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. But um, th- that would certainly be the better of the two options for St. Louis, for sure. All right, let's get to a, a quick break here. If you missed uh, this, any of this interaction yesterday with, uh, with, with the Energy Secretary and Joe Biden, I want to play a little bit of that for you when we come back. Jennifer Granholm is clueless. Can I just say this former governor of Michigan who now runs the energy department? We'll get to all that and more for you coming up in just a couple of minutes. First, though, let's get to the national anthem. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. And that harkens back to to President Biden's campaign vow to put the fossil fuel business out of business. And and he said that, he said, read my lips. We will put fossil fuels out of business. Uh, I I did not hear him say that. I think the president recognizes, as we all do, that there could be a managed transition, that fossil fuels are not going away in the immediate. That is why the focus that the U.S. has been such a leader in making sure that How long do you think, Madam Secretary, do you think, I mean, just give me an outside, do you think it's 50 years or do you think it's five years? Because if you're pausing now, it, it assumes that we're going to be able to transition in like 
five or ten years. There are people that say it's going to be at least 50 years for the global economy to be able to operate. It can't operate without fossil fuels. You can't get fossil fuels without infrastructure. We are working every day at the Department of Energy to reduce uh, greenhouse gas emissions. Jennifer Granholm is the one that tried to drive across the country in her electric car and, of course, realized all the problems uh, when um, when she was doing so. Claims that she has no memory of Joe Biden promising to end fossil fuel use. And yet we have that soundbite, don't we, Carl? Where is cut number five? Uh, but, but, kiddo. I want you to just take a look, okay? You don't have to agree, but I want you to look in my eyes. I guarantee you, I guarantee you, we're going to end fossil fuel, and I am not going to cooperate. Yeah, uh, that 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 is Joe Biden ending the use of fossil fuels. He claims it right there, and his energy secretary tells you that is not the case. This is the woman who also supports the U.S. military being required to end the use of fossil fuels. Imagine a scenario where uh, you're in the middle of a war, which they seem to be pushing us into in Iran, and you have to tell the generals, well, General, we can't attack tomorrow because we're expecting clouds, and the solar panels on the Abrams (laughs) M1 tanks will not generate any power tomorrow. But if we wait until Tuesday uh, or Wednesday, maybe it'll work. Yeah, that'd make me feel really safe. Honestly. How how are these people in charge of anything in the United States? How is that a thing? I don't know. Did you see I, that the, the U.S. Postal Service has unveiled its first fleet of EVs? I mean, this is where we're going, you know. It, it's I, a kind of a funky looking, it <clears> looks like a vehicle that would be in a like a space <laughs> sci-fi movie. I, I'm not surprised. I mean, they're 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 being they're being this is a agenda being pushed from the top down, not because it makes any sense, but because you've got ideologues in Washington, D.C., who've decided this is what's going to happen and we're going to force it on you whether you like it or not. And it, their their thought is if we can force enough people to do this, then there, the demand will start forcing gas stations and everyone to install these EV charging stations. And, and they're, they're, they're probably right. I mean, but it, it can't be a mandate from the federal government that does that. Right. I mean, Ga- gas stations didn't pop up all across the country in the early 1900s because the government forced them to. They did it because it was profitable. profitable. Right. Right. I mean, think about all the people in Chicago who <laughs> had their EVs. They weren't the Teslas weren't charging because it was so cold. <laughs> Yeah, they forgot to tell you that when you were signing the loan on the sixty, seventy thousand dollar electric vehicle. It was they? in the the fine print at the very bottom of like the fiftieth page. They just didn't read it. Did they mention what the replacement battery is going to cost you if you keep it seven or eight years? Likely not. Have you thought about why you would ever buy a used electric vehicle, knowing that if you're not, if it's not you, it's you or the third person that's going to have to replace that battery at a huge cost? Wow. Not ready for prime time. But you know what is? Kim on a whim. That's up next. We'll be right back. Kim on a whim.
I don't know if you've heard this, but the Navy has yet again lowered its requirements, its standards to try to meet these recruitment goals because they are struggling yet again. So now they're saying you don't have to graduate from high school. You don't even have to have a GED. Come join the Navy. We are desperate trying to get people to to join because they're really struggling. Last year, the Navy's goal was 37,700, but they got 31,834. Wow. And they're obviously concerned, as they should be, um, that they're not finding people who are qualified. They have people who go out and, and are interested, although that has dwindled too, but they're they're not even able to, to pass the test, that armed services qualification test that they all have to take. And it, usually you need a score of around 31. It depends on, I guess, which branch is what I've seen. But um, I, I was curious to get people's take on this. And I actually intentionally turned, I was Googling this, and I intentionally picked a clip from TikTok. And the reason why is because that is where I believe, I say specifically young people, but I think people of all ages, but particularly like the Gen Zers and probably the millennials, my age group, that's where people are getting their news. So I wanted to see what people there are saying about this move. The last time they did this was in 2000. We saw what happened after that. Is it not weird to anybody? Like they're doing this now, like at this point in time, in our point in history, and you just need to score a 50 on the ASCAP. Okay, for reference, for reference, that's basically you can tie your shoes, breathe, and pot, maybe spell your name on a Wednesday. If you know what Wednesday is. You know, you, you get what I'm saying here. It's it's not, you know, you're not taking top tier candidates at this point, which is a whole other thing, but this, this is just a little weird to me. I, I think that's concerning. I mean, do we want somebody who's fighting for our country who can barely tie their shoes? Now, obviously so exaggerating, I, but come I, on. I could be wrong about this, but my guess is that there was a time in this country where that was the case. Where what? They didn't need a high school diploma or a GED? You only had to be 17 years old or permission to your parents to join the military at, at one point. Particularly around wartime, but I'm pretty sure that originally, probably in the 1930s, 1940s, maybe 1950s, you probably didn't need to have a high school diploma to to join the military. I think they've raised they raised those standards over the years, which is a good thing. And now they're suddenly having to lower them. I think the problem, though, that I'm seeing is it, it seems like people have gone soft. The, the military has has been infiltrated with what well, we saw all this covid crap. Right. Where people are honorably signing up to defend our country, to protect our country. And then they're being told if you're not going to get the shot, you can't you can't be part of the military. So we saw that nonsense going on. Then we saw all this stuff with LGBTQ. Right. That was also a distraction. It's gone. woke. We're seeing we've done stories talking about West Point, Mm. how they've been been really that's seeped into their curriculum. So I think that's my biggest concern. It, it's not necessary. I mean, yes, I do have some concerns about somebody not being able to meet the standards. Um, but but I think it's just the change that we've seen and the, the, the type of people, if you will, I guess I'm going to say that. Like the, the I, you probably don't remember the, uh, they've remade it at least once. But do you remember the movie The Dirty Dozen? I never saw that. So they were going to take a group of uh, people and insert them behind enemy lines, and they figured their odds of surviving it were very slim. So they went and they they went to a prison where these people were serving life sentences, and they said, here's your chance at redemption. If you're willing to volunteer and go on this assignment, we'll wipe your criminal record clean. Like they couldn't find anybody to do it. They didn't think other than these hardened criminals who had something to learn. I'm not saying the military is going to going to 
go like that. And that actually worked out fairly well for most of those criminals in the movie. Uh, but not but all. Not all. But not all. But still, the the point being, they they've they had to lower their standards. How do you raise those back up again? Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not saying that, that having a high school diploma is proof that you could be a good soldier. I mean, it, it's not. Maybe, maybe you. Maybe those are the people that need the discipline more than anyone else. I'm I'm just saying. But you're right. We we have driven a wedge in America uh, in into military service. Yeah. Because people do not. They either don't see it as honorable. Or they see us in endless wars where their kids are going to get sent, you know, to an Iraq or an Afghanistan. And you've got incompetent people like Joe Biden who who do stupid things like uh, like happened in, in Afghanistan. Right. With yeah. Jared Schmidt and the other members of the U.S. military that were killed over there. Yeah. I think that that has dented the desire by a patriotic Americans to sign up and serve their country. Yeah. I mean, I, I told you over the weekend we were at um, my husband's grandpa's funeral, and he fought in the Korean War, and they, they did the whole thing, the folding of the flag, presented it to his wife. They'd been married for 68 years. They did the three-gun salute. I mean, it was it was really honorable, and I know my husband has talked about wanting to go into the military because c- he sees it as, as such an honorable thing to do, to, to sign up to defend your country, and I just don't think that people these days see it that way. I think that's... That's the trend where we're going here. I, I read one time that fewer than one per, that like one percent of the population has is willing to serve and serves in the military, and I, that's the number I saw. Mm-hmm. Seems low to me, but wow. Well, it says so. Last year, um, it was so. This was last fiscal year, I should say, which ended September 30th. It says the Navy, Army, and Air Force all failed to meet their recruitment goals. I mean, are they all? This is just the Navy right now that's come out saying, hey, we're going to lower our standards. You don't have to have this diploma, GED, or anything. But you have to wonder is this is this where the others are going to, to try to meet these recruitment goals? Because we have to have people on the front line. We have to have people who are right. part of the military, right. especially now with everything going on. I mean, think about what you were talking earlier about what's going on with Iran. Two, two, right? Two U.S. service members killed and yep. several dozens more injured. I. I don't know. It's concerning for me. Um, I I so respect if people are willing to serve. And and to your point, Mark, some of the smartest people I know didn't go to college. Like that doesn't necessarily mean that you're not smart or not qualified or capable or whatever you, you want to say about it. But I mean, there has to be some sort of a standard for these people who are going to be in this position, don't you think? Yeah, I, I, I do believe that. And certainly how you score on those tests. Um, I mean, this is part of the part of the argument during um, during opening up combat positions to women. Right. Remember that? Remember that? You may not remember this, but a few years ago, women couldn't serve as pilots on uh, fighter jets and that's now normal, uh, but they also couldn't serve in frontline units. Okay, I, I feel like I knew about the frontline part, yeah. but I did not know about the pilots. It's it's been it's been a few years, but but I remember when that debate was going on. The question was, do, do you have to reduce the physical fitness requirement standards for women in order to do that? Because here's the thing: in the military, they tell you no soldier left behind. 
If you were on the front lines, Kim Sainange, could you pick up your fellow soldier, throw them over your shoulders, and carry them back to safety across the line? I mean, those are the kinds of physical requirements you need if you're mm-hmm. going to be in the military. Yeah. Everybody should have well, to be able to Well, and wouldn't they determine that. that, though, in basic? You yeah, would have right. to be able to do something. Right. Yeah. But the question is, did they, did they have to reduce those standards mm-hmm. because of the physical limitations of of some women uh, compared to some that's not saying that all men can do it well that's but the, the issue point is the you have to stuff. have standards is my point well that but that's the issue if, if a woman wants to say she identifies as a man then all of a sudden they're discriminating if they say no yeah. because because you have to meet the the physical standards but then there's also the mental and the moral standards yes right I, that's why I, it's such a high okay. honor you, they're they're held to a very high standard so First of all, thank you to anybody who serves our country. Let me just say that. Thank you. That is incredible. I, I, I so respect people who do that, and um, including my, my husband's grandpa, um, Curtis. And I, I, I just really hope that more people see this as a, a very important and valuable job. And, and I don't know. I'm at a loss. I just, when I look at the trajectory of our country, I just get sad Don't sometimes. You worry. And I, I, I have a lot of hope still. It's not like I'm hopeless. But when you see stuff like this, it's just like, oh, come on. Yeah. Um, it, it, it speaks to the fact that we're not teaching our children the same lessons that our grandparents and great-grandparents learned. Yeah. They're, they're forgetting that. We're changing how we teach history. There's just so many things that... Uh, that, that we've kind of gotten off track with when it comes to things like that, for sure. Yeah, interesting. I, 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 I read that story myself. I think I might have printed it off here somewhere uh, this morning. And what a, what a shame. What a shame. All right, coming up, uh, we're going to talk a little bit more about uh, my trip to the range this weekend. And we're going to get to Hans von Spakovsky on the other side of the hour here at uh, 620. Because of this standoff in Texas, I, I'm interested to pick his brain on what the the real constitutional questions are here. And if he believes states like Texas, uh, and there are a lot of states backing them, have the ability to say no uh, to the federal government and protect their borders. Uh, We'll see. It's coming up about 20 minutes after 6. We'll be right back. Yeah, I love playing these uh, politically incorrect songs. Carl Middleman is absolutely right. You couldn't write that one today and get away with it, could you? Nope. Be accused of fat shaming somebody. Wow. All right. So I honestly don't. I'm serious about this. I just don't pay any attention to NFL games through the regular season. I I will watch closer to playoff time because they're likely to be good games, competitive games. And I tuned in for probably the first half of the Chiefs game. I, I didn't watch much of the second half. A um, li- little bit right near the end uh, to see that they won it. But that was about it. I, I <laughs> But the criticism is what is what I don't get. Let me read this tweet that somebody put out yesterday. Um, let, uh, Shoshimi or something. I don't even know who this person is. No doubt the Chiefs deserve that win, and they are the most dominant franchise right now. But I'm still side-eyeing every single St. Louisan who suddenly became a Chiefs fan after the Rams left. Y'all are weird. Oh, whatever. Who cares? Get, get, Why are people so angry about St. Louis and becoming the, the Chiefs Because the family fan? that owns the Chiefs were instrumental in them leaving. Okay. Well, who cares? Uh, of the people, Rams people, leaving. Of the Rams And then leaving. I get yeah. that. Okay. I didn't know that, and I get that argument, but it's <laughs> stupid. Who cares? I mean, people just want to back a team. People that were making the Rams money off of that us, and like so, football. So, nah, I think that people are just dramatic. 
Let people root for yeah. the Chiefs. I, I'm you a had chi- no skin in the game. Well, I, it, it's the I, I other the Missouri Chiefs. team, and there's no, yeah, there's really not. no other. Do you root for the? Do you root for the Royals? Do you not root for the? You don't care for the Chiefs. You don't if, want if the them Cardinals. To win? Wait, but but Carl, if the Cardinals were out, I would I would definitely cheer for the Royals. Why? Because it's a, it's another Missouri team. It's. Kansas City to me See, is like an extension of St. Louis. And, I love Kansas City. And you and you grew up here, so you can you can say I those can things. say that I'm a St. Louis <laughs> so girl if born you and live raised. In the Illinois side, do you root for the Cubs? Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Oh, stop! stop. Not going to tell you. Not going to tell you <laughs> what to talking. do. I'll take some hate for that. Stop comment. talking. You can't ever root for the Cubs ever. No, you can't. See, now I grew up in in Cincinnati, and we all love the Reds and the Bengals. Could have cared less about the Indians because the Reds didn't play them anyway, so we just we didn't care. Played the Cubs some. Ne- never really – that wasn't much of a rivalry that I remember uh, growing up. But I, when it comes to football, I was a Bengals fan first and foremost and hated the Cleveland Browns and would never have rooted for the Browns if the Bengals were out of it. I get that. I do because they were – they were rivals. They played each other a lot. There was a big game every year against them, and you hated them. Uh, the Rams and the Chiefs weren't like that necessarily. They played one game a year, the Governor's Cup. Yeah, and and growing up uh, away, not 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 growing up here, I didn't I didn't learn that animosity toward the Royals that most Cardinal fans would have, right? Because, because of, of the Dan Dinkinger bad call. So I don't know. I I don't I don't have any problem rooting for the for the Chiefs. Um, now if they're playing my Bengals, I'm probably going to root for the Bengals over the Chiefs in the AFC. What did, what did you call them, Mark, when you were growing up? The Bungles. The Bungles. Yes. Apparently I can't say that correctly. Bengals. <laughs> B- B- Bungles. <laughs> In fact, I, I've often said, and it's true, that growing up a Bengals fan prepared me to be a Rams fan because they have brief periods where they're fairly good and then long droughts where they suck. And a lot of it's got to do with bad management, right? That was certainly true uh, until the Rams – exploded in 1999 and had a few good years, and then they started sucking again until just recently. I would just like the NFL as a whole to stay out of the political issues. Oh, yeah. That that would make I, it a lot better. And, and they will they will step back into it at the at the, at the uh, Super Bowl. Oh, I'm with sure. With the Black National Anthem yep. sung alongside the U.S. National Anthem. Mm-hmm. What a travesty. What What a shame. What, what are we doing in this country? There aren't two national anthems. There's one. If you don't like it, get the hell out. I'm sorry. That's kind of that's how I look at it. There's one national anthem. Get with the program. Coming up, Hans von Spakovsky is going to join us to talk more about the border battle in Texas. Get more at 971talk.com. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.